Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. And then we've been praying for the last couple weeks, and how many know those two things go hand in hand? A disciple prays. Amen? A disciple prays. And I want to just challenge you with one little set of scriptures tonight if you go to Matthew chapter 26 and I want to give you a nugget I want to give you something that'll help you I've been saying this a lot recently but if I could if anybody wants to know I could say something of I've learned and I believe any pastors or people who've been serving God for a long time would agree and they might have find this out in their own life how important prayer is prayer is the key and we say that a lot of times, and it sounds good, but it's the truth. And we have over many years in our prayer rooms here and in the home church and different places all around the world, prayer is the engine that moves God's hand. Amen? And I want to get into a story here. Don't put it up quite yet. I want to get into a story here in just a second, but I want you to think about something, how, how important this is. Why is prayer so important. Why? There's many reasons, but I want you to think about something specifically. Because prayer is what moves God's hand, first of all. It's our way to communicate with the Lord. But one of the biggest reasons that God intended us to pray is because our flesh doesn't like it. Prayer is contrary to our flesh. And if you begin to study the Word and read the Word and learn the, what it is to be a disciple, you're going to start to see that the only way you're going to fulfill all those commands that Jesus has given us is to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Are you following me? So the reason God intends us to pray and He makes prayer so important is because when we pray, we are praying in the Spirit and our spirit is activated. And listen to this. How many know it's hard to do something in the flesh when you're doing something in the Spirit. You can't do both at the same time. And so God intended that a believer would have a prayer life and a person would learn the importance of prayer and that's why the Scriptures say pray without ceasing. We're supposed to be in an attitude of prayer all the time. But, but I want to just hit something there. When we do that, when we say, oh, I'm in, I've heard people say, I'm in prayer all the time. That's great. God, I'm in prayer all the time. Praise the Lord for that. That's a, that's a wonderful attitude. But that can also be a cop-out. Because when you say that, sometimes you might be someone who says, well, I'm in prayer all the time. I pray all the time. I never, I'm always talking to the Lord. But you don't spend time alone with the Lord, specifically at a certain time. And you kind of just throw it all, well, I, just, I spend the time with the Lord all the time. I'm just always spending the time with Him. Ask yourself how that's going to work with your spouse and your kids. Let that simmer for a second. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with them all the time. Yeah, we're in the same house. But do we sit down and have a conversation? Are we, are, we, are we with them while we're watching TV? Are you following me? So there's something to be said about being together all the time and being in fellowship. But God is looking for, and here's the nugget. If you want to go to another level in your walk, if you want to go where God wants you to be, you have to set a time aside. To be with the Lord. Ooh, that bounced back at me. 
You know, we do that all the time. We schedule everything in our lives. I mentioned that last week. We schedule everything. We have to nowadays. We're so busy. We have a certain time we go to work. We have a certain time we wake up. We have a certain time we go to bed. We have a certain, we have certain things. Certain, we have a certain time church starts. But are we and do we put in that time frame of our, work, our daily walk with God a time set aside just to pray? Just to pray. I don't want to ask. I want to challenge you moving forward. I want, to, I want you to really think about this because this is what Jesus did. And if, if I, I'm only talking to a few people here tonight. Because only a few people are going to get this. Now everybody can, but this is gonna, a few people are going to grab this and it's going to take you to another level. And you're going to begin to walk in the way God wants you to walk. Someone asked me this week, and I've had this question different times about different things. How do, I, how do I stay away from being angry? Or how do I stay away from being tempted? Or how do, how do I handle this situation or another situation? My answer is always going to be when someone is struggling with something, how's your prayer life? That's the answer. Well, I'm struggling in this area. How's your prayer life? Because I'm going to make a statement. I'm not going to tell you things are going to be easy. But when you have a prayer life... Things work out. Things work out because that's what prayer does. Prayer works things out. There's power in prayer. Now look at Matthew chapter 26 and watch this story with me. Verse 36, Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, verse 36, sit here while I go and pray over there. Sit here. While I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Now, what I want you to see right there, first of all, is there is a separation and a difference between those who pray and don't pray. You're going to see in someone, you're never going to see someone in their life that has fruit that doesn't have a prayer life. Now, don't, don't take this tonight as condemning. I'm not condemning you. I'm challenging you because I want the best for you. I want you to see the fruit of God in your life. And we may have a lot of things in order. and We may have come a long way. But the one thing the devil's going to fight you the most on is your prayer life. You know why? Because that's where the most fruit is. Amen. And so he says, we're going to go over here. And you stay here. And he took some people who knew how to pray. He became sorrowful and deeply distressed. And he said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. And he went a little further. And he fell on his face. And he prayed. He said, oh, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. There you see the humanity of the Lord. He's battling in his physical body. But where is he winning the battle in his physical body? In prayer. This is the most difficult moment in Jesus' life. If you don't know what the Garden of Gethsemane is, that's where he gets turned in. That's where Judas comes and betrays him with a kiss, and the soldiers take him in, and that's where his pain and sorrow and suffering begins over the next few days before he's crucified on that cross. And he knows that this is my moment where I'm either going to win or lose in the flesh or the spirit. And what is Jesus doing? He's praying. 
When you win the battles that are important in your life, you're either going to win them or lose them in prayer. Prayer. And you're not going to lose them praying. You're going to lose them because you didn't pray. Can I get a better amen? Are you following me? You cannot lose when you have a prayer life. You can't. And it says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, the Spirit reigns, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them praying hard and interceding with him. Here's a picture of a lot of Christians. I'm not saying this condemning. I'm challenging us. How many need to be challenged? We're tired a lot of times. Listen, I want to be tired in the day. We're tired from work. We're tired from a lot of things. But are we ever tired because we got up and prayed? That's a good reason to be tired. Because you got up early. You set a time aside. You say, I'm going to lose some sleep here. But I'm going to spend time with God. Because you want to see something happen. I'm talking to some people in here tonight. They want to see God move. They want to see a revival. They want to see a move of God. They want to see God's name lifted up and Jesus glorified. It's those who understand that we've got to get over our sleep. We've got to get over our tiredness. We've got to set some times aside. And we've got to pray. And we've got to get strong in the spirit. But he found them sleeping. And said, now I don't, when I say I'm not saying this condemning, I want you to understand, this is the battle of every Christian. It's the battle of every pastor. It's the battle of every leader. But it's the thing that sets people apart. Are you following me on that? When you look around this church and you see people and you say, I admire that marriage or I admire that ministry or I admire the way they live, you're, you're not going to look at them and admire them without understanding that they have a prayer life. Those things do not happen by chance. Prayer is the engine. You might be in here tonight and you might have a desire inside of you to see a move of God. I have always understood that the move of God that I'm going to see in my life has to do 100% with my prayer life. 100%. I, I was telling you guys this last week and I was mentioning to some of the disciples, prayer fills in the gaps. Prayer fills in where we lack. Prayer makes up the difference in so many areas in our lives. Prayer takes care of things we can't take care of. You are able to go to a place you cannot go physically in the spiritual realm. But there he caught, found them sleeping and he said, Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Now notice a couple scriptures back, church, that he had left most of the disciples and went away to pray and took Peter and some other disciples with him. So he's not even talking about the disciples he left. He's talking about the disciples he thought he could count on. Look at the person next to you and tell them with, with meaning, God's counting on you. Do you realize that tonight? God's counting on us. Are we sleeping? Or are we awake? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, says. 
Watch this. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Does anybody understand that what that means is if I pray, I won't enter into temptation. He says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Some of you are saying, I'm just so tempted and I just want to do this and my flesh this. You're not praying enough. You're losing the battle because you're not praying. You cannot be praying and be tempted at the same time. He tells us a key here. And he says another key. The Spirit is willing. We get the, a great message. We get a great song. We get a great motivation. Oh, I'm going to pray tomorrow. Are you hearing this message right now? You know what you're telling yourself in your spirit? You're telling yourself, tonight when I get home, I'm shutting everything down, and I'm going to pray for an hour. As I'm preaching this, you're getting motivated, and you're saying, tomorrow morning, I'm getting up at 5 o'clock, and I'm going to pray for an hour. Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. When that alarm goes off, snooze, 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 and, and you have the intent, and praise God for the intent, but the intent's not going to get us anywhere. It's the effort, and it's the follow-through. Push that alarm and get up, and drag yourself to a room. And slap yourself around, throw some water on your face, and do whatever you got to do. Walk around, whatever you got to do, and spend time with God. Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There's some powerful words. Let's keep reading. And again, a second time, he went away, and he prayed and said, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. How many know he doesn't get to that place if he's asleep? See, we don't have salvation tonight if Jesus doesn't have a prayer life. Do you understand that? We're not saved because he doesn't go to the cross, because he doesn't defeat his flesh, because he says, God, if we can change this up, let's change it. But he doesn't. He says, not my will, but your will be done. And the reason he's able to say that is because he wasn't asleep. He was awake and he was watching and the temptation passed over because he was praying, seeking God's face as a man, fully God but fully man. He was God, but he was in our bodies. And he wanted to sleep just like everybody else. But he stayed awake. And he came and found them, look, asleep again. For their eyes were heavy. And he left them. And he went away again and prayed the third time. And saying the same words, he came to his disciples and said, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Church, are we sleeping? Are we sleeping or are we awake? I'm not talking about right now physically. Some of you might be sleeping right now. But I'm talking about in the spirit. Are you awake? Are you challenged? Are you burdened? To spend time with God, are you burdened to understand that you can travel today or tomorrow? All in a few minutes, we're going to pray. You can travel to Costa Rica. You can travel to Africa. You can travel to Slovakia. You can travel to Mexico. You can travel to Canada in your prayers. You can go places where your feet will never go, 
in the spiritual realm. You can go intercede for people you'll never meet. You can see things happen in the spiritual realm before they happen in the physical realm in prayer. It's a powerful thing. Powerful thing. And I want you to understand that the Lord has put this on our heart tonight, church, because we need to learn how to pray. You young teenagers, you can learn how to pray, and you can be the strongest, most important person in this whole church. The strongest, most important person in this whole church. And no one will ever even know it until we get to heaven. You could be here and you don't have any kind of ministry. You don't have any kind of platform ministry. You're not visible, but you pray. You get this revelation and you can see some things happen in the spiritual realm. You can begin to see your family come to the Lord. You can begin to see people get saved and healed. You can begin to see things happen in the spiritual realm because you're praying. Amen. Where you lack ability and boldness and maybe talent and ability to talk, you can pray with a spirit that says, God, I want to touch heaven. I, want to, I understand that there's power in prayer tonight. And church, if we get to the place where we begin to set time aside like we do for everything else, I'm going to set time aside to go to a movie. I'm going to set time aside to go to a restaurant. I'm going to set time to, aside to go to youth. I'm going to set time aside to go to work. I'm going to set time aside. If we would just do that with God, it would take us. I prayed this morning, and I said, God, forgive me for all the times that I haven't set time aside. Because I'm not standing up here perfect. I'm not standing up here as a person who prays three hours a day. But I have a prayer life. But there's been times in my life where I've gotten lazy. There's been times in my life where I haven't, under, I haven't fully understood the importance of my prayer time. And I haven't spent as much time as I could have or as much time as I should have. And I told the Lord this morning, God, forgive me for all those times over the years. Any time, one time, a hundred times that I didn't spend time with you. That I didn't make sure that I started the day off making sure you know you're the most important thing in my life. How are you going to show somebody that? Time spent. I want us to stand tonight, if you would. We're going to take a few minutes to pray. What are we going to pray for? Whatever you want to pray for. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart. But we're going to pray as a church, as a body, together. We're going to agree, touch in heaven, and we're going to declare. You know we want to see revival. We want to see these, these chairs fill. We want to see people lining up outside to get inside. We want to see, continue to see healings and miracles and signs and wonders. How's that going to happen? By chance? No, on purpose, through prayer. And we are mighty tonight. The Bible says we are mighty. We are an army with God. Amen? And the weapons of our warfare are not physical. They are spiritual. To the mighty pulling down of strongholds. And we can take a authority over principalities and powers and wickedness in high places and we can declare things that are not as though they were and we can take authority over the devil and put him in his place and one can put a thousand to flight two can put ten thousand to flight and you do the math from there there's a lot of people in here tonight and we can do a lot of damage you got loved ones that aren't serving the Lord you got people who are sick you got neighbors who are messed up whatever you got come to the Lord tonight and pray don't be the disciple that's sleeping 
Say, be, I'm going to be purpose, purposeful tonight. And I'm going to spend some time in prayer. Amen? But before we pray, I want us to uh, uh, prepare our hearts. I want you to have some faith. I want you to begin to believe. When I, when I spend the next few minutes, God's going to hear me. How many believe that when you begin to pray in a moment, God is going to hear you? We're not just praying to the wall. We're not just praying to the air. We're praying to the king. And we're doing exactly what Jesus did in the Bible. Amen? So those that are watching online... We're not going to have anybody praying tonight. We're just going to go and find a place. So you and your house, for the next few minutes, we'll come back on and finish with a song like we've been doing. I, I've been getting great feedback from this. People online and people in the church that we've been having these prayer meetings. And I'm just doing what the Lord's telling me to do. Amen. I told Carla today, it ain't that I, I can preach 30 minutes, but we need to pray. And we need to pray as a church for what we want to see. Amen. And so we've got our, our teenagers going to camp this weekend. We've got a conference coming up. We've got a lot of big things coming up. We've got outreaches, and we need to pray for these things. Prayer is what moves the hand of God. Amen. So those that are online, we're going to put some music on. Just turn around in your chair. Get on your couch. Wherever you're at, spend some time. We're going to come to the altar. We're going to go all over the sanctuary, and we're just going to pray for the next 20 minutes. Amen. God bless you. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.